we're going to talk a little bit about passion, what it is, how do you find it? How do you apply it? Passion does play a huge role in our life. There's activities and projects that feed you money. And then there's things that feed your soul. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about passion, what it is, how do you find it, how do you apply it in your life, and this is an open discussion, and we have Jay here, and we have Dreams join us, and there's some quote I came across recently, and in life, there's activities and projects that feed you money, and then there's things that feed your soul. And I was reading a very interesting book by the author Colleen Fate. I think she's passed now, but she wrote a book called The Long Prison Journey of Leslie Van Houten. And Leslie, that name might ring a bell to you. She was recently, last month, I think, or the month before, she was freed from prison after 53 years. She was part of Charles Manson's gang that committed murders in 1969. And the story was sort of sad, tragic, but also there was something beautiful about Leslie and her story. One is obviously she was misled by Charles Manson, but the other part of it was how she found life in prison and her purpose and her passions in prison. And she pursued a number of things. There was educational programs like literature, psychology, vocational skills, counseling, therapy, self-help and support groups art, poetry, knitting. She was a beautiful creative expression, looked into restorative justice programs. So she had a fulfilling life as best as she could in prison. And that sort of brought around this thing like, wow, passion does play a huge role in our life. And I looked up the study. There's a study called The Role of Passion in Sustainable Psychological Wellbeing by Robert J. Valorad. I might have butchered his name. But he spoke about harmonious passion and in the study and how it helps so much with our well-being. So that is the topic today. I want to do a quick check-in with the boys. Jay Dreams, how you guys doing? How you guys feeling? Are you passionate today? I'm feeling passionate. I'm feeling very passionate. Now, it's good to be back with the fellas here. Energy is nice and high, higher than ever. Um, I'm very passionate about football season. And so this is the sweet time in the year where we got the U.S. Open with tennis, you got college football kicking off, a lot of huge storylines, NFL football, and yeah, it's just a beautiful time of the year. It's cooling down, so got some passion projects, and yeah, all is well. I'm happy to be here. Nice dreams. Man, the drive is up. We driving, and ain't no crashing with passion, baby. Ain't Ooh. no crashing with passion. We got 140 on the dash, one foot on the gas, we ain't letting off. So I'm excited, man. This time in life, I'm feeling that pace. I'm feeling that energy. Third quarter of the year. 
getting moving, baby six months, healthy. Mm. It's finally time to where we can start to readjust the focus just a little bit, just a little bit more. And as they become more independent, as you know, the parents out there, you're able to get back to that passion. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this second half of the year and how we're really making changes to improve self-improvement, changing that mindset, getting back in gear. And I'm excited for this episode for real, because we about that, baby. Nice. We got three passionate Leos here, the Leo trio. Well, <laughs> I have some hard questions for you guys around passion. Are you are ready for it? Man, we're going to have to be. <laughs> well, I'll drop an easy one first, right? Well, let's start with the definition of passion in its simplest form. Is passion is really finding things that you get energy and happiness from doing. You could have bad passions, I guess, but we're talking about productive passions that add to our well-being, right? So the first question I have for you guys, the first question to ask yourself, and this is for the listeners, what are you passionate about? And do you have more than one? So let's start with dreams. What's some of your passions? Let's list it like one, two, three, four. Man, I'm passionate about life. But specifically, if you want to go down the list, we can go for days. But let's do it on the one hand right here. Yeah. It's passionate about motivating and inspiring people. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about engaging with people. The last episode, Jason did such a great job mm. holding it down with Coach Dar. And they talked about this passion and getting in gear and how you find this word and what's your word for life. And man, if y'all haven't heard that episode, y'all got to go back to it. I found my word, fellas. It's consistency. I'm passionate about being mm. consistent mm. and nice. by being consistent when I come into the room, when I bring that energy. So that's one of the things I'm passionate to do when I connect with people. Uh, another passion is my family. I'm passionate to see things grow. Anything I touch, I want it to be like the Midas touch. It's got to be gold. It's got to <laughs> grow. You know what I mean? What did I say? I don't know what I said. No, I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep going. I've been keeping going. I'm passionate about music, man. That's one of my passions since like childhood. My mother introduced it to me being like a choir director in the church. And it's just stayed with me seeing cousins, families, one of these things we use to connect. So fourth on the list. I think I'm at fourth, right? Four on the list. I lost count. There's a lot there. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on. But that's good. Meaningful connections. I'm passionate yeah. about making and being intentional about relationships and having meaningful, purposeful connections. So that's me. It's passion all around, baby. Go ahead. That's a hard one. That was a hard one. No, <laughs> I have to give the easy question first before we kind of like build the ante, you know? Oh, no wonder I dunked it. It was an easy one. It was a layup. <laughs> How about you, Jay? What some listeners could get to know a little bit more about you? I mean, I think for people that are in my circle know I'm passionate all things health, wellness, positive energy. I mean, mm. food lights me up. Yep. And what lights me up about it is it's sharing that passion with others. And I think the excitement that I get from food, the instant gratification, the enticing of the taste buds and how it can immediately impact your energy, but also help you express your best version of yourself. And I think that mm. it's a pastime. I look at it as a positive investment. It's different every time you do it. You get that playground of being in the kitchen. And it's directly tied to one of my other big passions is the physical expression of oneself. I love people pushing the boundaries, whether it's the sports or 
bettering themselves through the challenges of resistance mm-hmm. mm. and then social connection. And when you tie all these together, I think that's a pattern that these allow you to get together. It brings people together. All of these things can either be an escape or a way to enhance your life. And I think the social connection with family, bringing people together, learning from one another, mm-hmm. community, those are the big three passions that I would say. And with all those, you can branch out into a lot of other little mini passions for sure. But mm, yes, sir. Yeah. Food, fitness, family. Can I share that passion? That's right. Food. I'm with you on that one. I was thinking I have a passion for food, but uh, it's probably a different <laughs> type of passion. And I was like, food and flavor though. I know. I mean, awesome. yeah. I always make it clear that you can have both. You know, I talk about the fun things like flavor insurance and all that, but at the end of the day, Flavor wins. That's what I vibe really high Mm -hmm. on. And it's something that you can continue to just grow. It's like an artist. You can continue to paint with it and have fun. And it's always there. You can share with people. So for me, it's something that's easy to share with people. And that's the thing I think that makes passion so great is something that you can share and connect with others. Yes, sir. Mm, I like that. That connection piece. That's it. T-Rex, bring it home, baby. Passion. I think for me, if I should sum it up in one thing, I think it's storytelling. Mm. I love to tell stories. Mm. And from that comes a lot, right? But storytelling is about seeing life and interpreting it. And then telling something or showing something people haven't seen before or in a whole new light. And with that comes a lot of emotion and moving and inspiration. And the form of storytelling could be written words, it could be in imagery, video, and it could be podcasting. So I think it's one of the ultimate forms of self-expression, you know, storytelling. So yeah, I think that is passion for number one, when I think about it. I do love travel as well, but if I should sum it up in one, that's probably it. Because when you travel, then you come back with a story to tell. You create more stories from that, yeah. <laughs> the newness of exploration, like, yeah, that's got to be a huge question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, and Jay, you're big on travel as well, too. My life represents yeah. that. Yeah, I think something like a passion is that something you can anticipate and get excited about. And so yeah. it certainly, yeah, I think about, when I think about passion, and maybe you guys can agree too, I think about it's something that when somebody brings up that topic, you get more excited. Your energy increases when you want to talk about it because you're passionate speaking about it. And travel is one of those things that can create a bridge from you. Like, for example, if you say you're from a certain area and you're like, oh, I've always wanted to travel there. I have traveled there. Now Mm -hmm. you have a common ground and you can continue to build that. You can talk about the culture there. You can talk about the food, the recipes, the flavors. And that nostalgia brings you together. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's a hot one. It's interesting how that keeps coming back. Every time we talk about passion, it just keeps coming right back around to connection. Mm-hmm. Passion and a connection. I'm seeing this theme right now, just early in the episode, how they kind of go hand in hand. I'm going to just put that nugget out there. We can explore that maybe on another episode. But continue, T-Rex. Bring us to our next piece of this passion. Yeah. So I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was saying, yeah, I love doing so-and-so. I love traveling i love writing and she's talking about but i don't do it often i don't have the time you know and the question came to me is like we have so much going on in life and these are the things that bring the intrinsic joy to us with family connection that was part of her passion traveling writing but the question is 
are we doing or falling our passion often? And if not, how do we get in that place to where I could say, you know what? Every week I'm doing a little bit of my passion. Mm. You know, it's sort of... That's a good question. Yeah. What do you have for um, dreams? Routine. For me, I work best in routine. One, when I have way too much time on my hands, I'm not as effective. Mm-hmm. When I have mm-hmm. too little of time on my hands, I find ways to value that time even more. So when the moments I get to explore my passion, for example, such as music, when I'm jumping in, I go mm-hmm. fully in. I'm locking the doors, headphones on, no distractions, phones away, turned over. I got to lock in because this time is that valuable to me. And yeah. finding ways to make your time more valuable could maybe be setting a schedule and creating this dedicated time for your passion. And dreams, I admire that about you because when I look at, well, from the outside and knowing you from the inside, also like you're working, you have a day job, you're at work, you're leaving work late, you have family responsibilities, you have stuff to do on the weekends. And yet still, you'll see this guy in his studio and he's taking the time to record and get people together and create music. So that's amazing. I appreciate yeah. that, man. I yeah. do. It's definitely a juggling act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think passion fuels you, you know, and I see that in your dreams. I really, I want to recognize and acknowledge you for that type of energy and passion. I feel like no matter what, you got a lot on your plate. I know what it's like to have a child, but you got two, you got the fresh kid. And so I understand and you always show up with positive energy. And I think that that's a sign that when you're doing things that you're passionate about, it does fuel you up because I think you feel more purpose driven. Mm. And I think it's a way that goes back to kind of how we manufacture energy. And the way I look at that is with passion is you have to make time for it. And you do have to create those routines of putting your passion in there. Otherwise, things can get stale and your energy is not as consistent. So I think that it needs to get RSVP. You have to fit it into mm. your schedule because mm-hmm. you cannot expect people to sprinkle passion in your life on your daily basis. You'll end up doing things that other people are passionate about if you don't make time for it. So I think it's like the whole oxygen thing. You got to take care of what fills you up and keeps you fueled. So very important on a daily basis, that passion it's like an enticing thing that I think plays into the whole dopamine factor. If you're looking forward to getting through this resistance or this work to do something that you're passionate about, whether you bookend it on the end of your day or you make the time for it. But I think we seek it out because those activities that you're passionate about do really fill up your energy. We talked about at the beginning feeding your soul, mm-hmm. but it really does. And when your soul is well fed and nourished, you have more energy to push through things because it's an enjoyment, it's a satisfaction to life that you're going to show up just better when you're getting that share of passion. And when you're deprived yes, from passion, sometimes it can feel like that little bit of a lull where it takes some yeah. of your life force away, you know? Mm. And that's why it's good to have, I think, a couple passions or things that you can tap into that don't necessarily require a lot of time, money or time that you, yeah, true. you can work on those things. And so- You spoke on something that I really like. One thing that you tapped into, but you didn't, I recognized it. Those around you recognize when you have a passion. So if you get to the point to where you're comfortable enough and you get vulnerable enough to say, hey, this is my passion, 
others around you that truly care for you, that support you, will recognize and help make room so you could facilitate that time to explore that passion and engage and have that outlet because they recognize that you're not your best self when you don't. Like if I Mm -hmm. go too long without connecting with music in some way, it's like a piece of my purpose and a piece of me is offset. It's thrown off. I'm not the same me. I don't show up the same. Like you were just saying, Jay, and my wife, she can recognize it. So she knowing that this is important to me, she allows me to have this time, even with the podcast that we're doing right now. This is a passion project for us. You know, this Mm -hmm. is something that we feel is helping others. It's helping us fulfill that love tank of connection and sharing and being Mm -hmm. vulnerable. And it's therapeutic for us. And I have my best friend. I called him the other day. He was like, hey, man, I listened to your podcast. I was like, I had no idea. He was tapping into the podcast. He's like, man, I listened to it at work. You know, I got these four walls, but it helps me concentrate and focus and get through this time. And I was like, wow. Like, thank you. Because it's one to have somebody random to say, yeah, I listened to it. I heard it. But somebody you know that you haven't actually said, hey, come check this out. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm, I'm checking in on you and I love what you're doing. You know, that it fills you up, man. And that's that's why we do this. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. I like that, you know, and I think sometimes we can take our passions for granted and that we have it kind of figured out and we're able to tap into those. And I think that the importance, we'll probably tap into this a little bit more, speaking of tapping into things, is discovering <laughs> passions. Passion, it makes us come to life. And we've heard probably this quote of, we don't need more people fill in the blank. We need more people coming to life. Because when we have people mm-hmm. coming to life for a purpose that they have that passion behind, people are just, you're doing a more purposeful work. And I like mm-hmm. to think that passion, it can lift others up. It can inspire others to see people passion. You know, I think it's hard to look at somebody that's coming to life and not be inspired by that a little bit because I think it's contagious. And so if we have more people doing that, we have more happy people. We have more happy people. We have more energy. We have more positive energy. It's contagious. It really is. And I buy into that whole idea. The world is a better place. Mm -hmm. 100%. With purpose comes passion. I was trying to Google this the other day. And even this morning, I was trying to Google. And it's hard to find a quote that has passion, but it's not connected to purpose. They go hand in hand, not just with the alliteration of passion and purpose, but just it's something, like you said, that ignites you and it fuels you to have a bigger impact and awareness of just you as an individual, that connection piece. And I think that's why this word keeps coming back around. That's the answer to that. Like, why does connection keep coming back to passion? Because it's directly connected to purpose. And typically, a purpose aligns with the self awareness of one exploring relationship and connection outside of just themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where we're going with that. That's true. I like that. And that's a nugget for you right there. (laughs) That's a golden nugget right there. I have a follow-up question to that too. I was watching some videos and I've read the book a while ago, The Passion Test by Janet and Chris Atwood, a great book. And they have a method of finding your passion. But in... Your case dreams and Jay, 
how did you guys go about finding your passions? What are like some of the tips? For me, let's say one of my passions is cinematography. My dad sort of influenced me in that years ago. It's something I gave up for a while because I was into business a lot. And it was just by accident. I was just the other day, I had my phone, I was shooting videos and it was like, let me just start editing these things together. And it was like, oh yeah, I forgot I had a passion for this. So this happened through my dad influence and I kind of re-engaged with it by accident. It's more like, oh, let me just put together these videos. And then it started to look, oh, cool. I like doing this. I forgot I fell in love with this years ago. But the question for you, Dreams and Jay, is, you know, how for someone who is doesn't know their passion and they're trying to find your passion, how do you find your passion? And use you as an example. You want to go first, Jay? Yeah, I'll jump in really quick. For me, I can think that it's one thing I think growing up, you have people in your life maybe that recognize that passion in you. And they, you know, they say it sounds basic, but the thing is like, wow, you seem very passionate about that. Or that's something that you go out of your way to do. Or it's kind of like time kind of goes away or the idea of time goes away when you're doing these things and you invest a lot of time and energy into it. And so I think that for me, I'll just use something like food and health. The passion started with flavor and food and the enjoyment that I got and the joy that I saw bring smiles on people's faces and knowing that I could get involved in that and share that mm-hmm. was like these indicating factors to keep going in that path. And then when I realized, wow, I can add my little custom side to that, that I can change recipes. Like a recipe is just an idea that I can change and play around with. And this idea that that is something that I do in my free time. And I get really interested in understanding and wanting to see those things. So for me, I think I saw that like the world was my mirror kind of feeding into that. Mm. You interest you, you want to read about it. You want to try it yes, and do more of it. And it's something that I realize is my passion because it's not everybody's passion. Mm-hmm. I think you can learn that with passions too. It's not everybody's into this or has this, it understands this. So that's where I was talking about. We can take things for granted a little bit to where it's not just learning it. It's wanting to learn it and wanting to put that time. And so I mm-hmm. hope that it's true. makes a little bit of sense. But to me, that's, yeah. that's a factor. Yes, sir. No, I like that. The time commitment is a big piece of your passion. Finding ways to enjoy that time and when other people express how they feel based on your passion that you shared with them, whatever that thing is, whether it's food or music or storytelling, how people react from what you share. Because in a sense, most passions involve some point to where you share this with others. Whether it's a passion project to help a community center, eventually you want to share education with someone. You know, it's always going to be some form, I think, of sharing that comes out of passion. That's the connection piece. For me, my passion started very young in the church. My mother, she was a choir director. And there's actually a story of, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but she was pregnant with me and still directing the choir on stage and bouncing and everything. And one point to where she even fell. <laughs> and it's a hmm. big story on stage. And I guess it was a, such a big thing because she won't let me forget it. And <laughs> when I came out, I was known as the bouncing baby because whenever music came on, I would just get the bouncing, get the move and get the bouncing. And so for me, it started very young being immersed in music. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point to where now I can explore being in this area and I had to figure out what I wanted to do. 
Because, you know, growing up in church, you're either going to do something and participate at that age. And I was like, I don't want to stand on the corner and be an usher or nothing like that. Well, let me see Mm -hmm. how I can share something in another way. So I learned how to start with drums. And then I seen people playing the piano and the energy that they felt and how they felt and how they looked playing the piano and the faces they would make. I was like, man, that must really feel like a nice place to be. So I wanted to learn that on my own time. I would sit on the piano at the church and just play and clank and clank and clank. And they didn't really give me an issue (laughs) about, Mm -hmm. you know, playing all the instruments and things like that at the church. They would run music and I would just play the drums to the music at the church and just learn timing and practice and practice. As you see, I got a little electric set over here. So continuing to grow in that. But what was interesting about my start with music is that as I begin to develop these talents and instruments, I would start to be put on the spot. So my passion was cultivated. My mom would give me solos and things like that. Once I got to a certain point in age, I realized I can't sing how everybody else sings. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if that would ever develop that way. So that was a little bit of twist in my passion because I was like, well, how am I going to be at this level of talent, but I can't do what they do? So I had to pivot. And it became a big thing for me because... I kept reaching to this point to where I was like, well, dang, I keep getting to this point where I can create the music, I can write the music, but I can't perform it the way that others can perform it. What do I do? You know, so that sometimes uh, this may be for somebody in the back, you may have a passion and you may be developing this passion. Then you come to the realization that you can't tell stories how Jay Sonny tells stories. I can't tell stories how T-Rex tells stories. You know, I have to find my own way of sharing this passion. And this is when you become an individual in this passion. This is where you find your niche, find your contribution Mm -hmm. during this place of exploration where it kind of feels like a wall. It's really just a stare. It's just a really tall stare at this time because you don't recognize it. You have to grow before you're able to take the next step to get up this staircase, which is going to lead you in your own direction. That's what it was for me. Yeah, I love what you said there, because in essence, you're talking about finding first, it came from the environment, your mom and the church, but you really took that on and turned that into a skill and developed that and found your place within that. So it's cultivating, taking passion and then transform it into exceptional skill, which you have done. So there's a book, The Passion Test by Janet and Chris Atwood. Uh, they recommend, they have a formula where you create a list of passions, you rank your passions, use the passion test formula. And they said, basically what it is, is when my life is ideal, I am, you fill in the blank. And so example, when my life is ideal, I am working as a successful writer. Mm-hmm. And then you test it, you test it with, the, and they have different ways to test it. We don't get into that. And then you repeat the process. So you keep running this through until you find a few things that, yeah, this is really resonating with me. This is the one or two things that keeps sticking with me and ranking higher in my list. So great book. Highly recommend it. The last question I want to, and we're in the real world here. Everyone has bills to pay. (laughs) What do you do when your passion does not pay the bills? You know, because I keep hearing this as well too, like I'm too busy. I have work, I have this going on, I have things going on in my life and I want to find a time to, but this is a question, a real world question. What do you do when passion does not pay the bills? 
Well, I got a couple quick things. I think Dreams is going to have the best answer for this because he's an example of, I think, hustling, working a career that he's passionate about to also fuel and feed his other passion. I'm going to let him talk about that, but I couldn't help but share a couple things. When you mentioned finding your passion and so on, like there's a meditation that I love by this teacher, David G. He's got free meditations on this app called Insight. And there's mindfulness. You can do them while you walk or whatever, little five-minute, 10-minute meditations. And he's got this one that... I love it because it caught me off guard the first time I heard it. He's really calm. He's very peaceful. And he says, who, who am I? Who am I when I am my best self? And it had me like, as he's, who am I? I'm like, who am I? So I'm like going in and questioning myself. But then he drops that when I'm my best self. And I couldn't help but think, and he gives you time to think about it, of, well, I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing. I have the time I can think of in my life who I'm around and those different types of activities that I can do that fuel me up, accomplishing, attaching some goals together or whatever that is. And so I just wanted to leave that for you. I think that's something that the listener can pause and think about. Who are you when you are at your best on a daily basis, a weekly basis, or a monthly basis, whatever. So I wanted to share that. And then I can't help but when we talk about passion, I have this passion planner. And this is not a plug mm. by any means. I've yes, been using sir. passion planner. It's, it's a daily journal. I've been using this no lie for eight, nine, at least eight years, I think. And what it is, it's just a calendar. And it's got question prompts in it, just little things like, what am I doing to feed my passion? Like, what are my short-term, long-term goals and mind mapping so you can put all those things together. But I think it ties into the whole idea of like how you can fuel that passion and then how you can get, when it's not paying the bills, I think that that's just what I started out by saying, like, you do what you need to do to support that because it's feeding yeah. your soul. It's going to keep you coming alive. And we've talked about side hustles. We got a little episode we did on that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's absolutely essential that you either master that, acquire new skills to be able to bring that passion to life, to be able to help. If you're one or two levels ahead of somebody else that's passionate about that, you can teach that passion. Or you just continue to do other things that you maybe don't enjoy or love as much as your passion but you do to be able to, to fuel yourself. So that's mm. my two cents. I hope there was something helpful in that. No, mm-hmm. there's some nuggets there. Yes, sir. I'm going to segue off of that, that nugget. I'm going to give another example of the same exact one. Yep. Because you said you find other skills that you help develop. And another skill of mine, I'm passionate about teaching, right? Mm. It's mm-hmm. ironic because, as you know, I didn't finish college, right? But that's always been a passion of mine because I have the gift of metaphor, uh, interpretation, and that directly transitions and translates to music and creation and writing lyrics and things like that. The ability to teach and educate and bring people in and engage people. So that passion to educate transitioned into a passion for learning finance because I needed information that was out there. I knew there was information out there. My mother's always taught me that, you know, the way through is the information, the education of finance. Don't let this hurdle of not finishing school keep you from being educated. You can still be educated. And I had to really, really take time to understand that. So I let that fuel me into developing this passion to understand finance, to understand investments to understand how the world is connected through uh, the economy and how that affects us 
and affects government decision and fiscal policy. Like these things now I've been able to use to then channel money into my passion for music, which allows me to have the technology I need to record easily, to record more conveniently, not to use a bunch of money on studio time because I can now do it myself. I now have my own location. I have my own space. So sometimes you have to use one passion and Mm -hmm. use that and develop and explore it Mm -hmm. so you can then take the fruits of that to invest in maybe what your number one passion is. And it's been helping. It's been a huge turnaround. Once I transition my mind and say, you know what? I need to create stability in my life. That's the only way I'm going to be able to do this. I can't just run around and go for passion, passion, passion so much that I'm just neglecting every other responsibility of growing up and creating stability and routine in my life. Mm -hmm. Once I took the time to, as Jay says, do the hard work now, because you're going to have to do the hard work now, you're going to have to do the hard work later. So I'd rather do it now while I have the energy. And once I made that decision to put that focus in, do the hard work and organize my life, the other things created more space for my passion. And when I wanted to take time to do my passion, I have a wife who's not understanding because I'm balanced. I balanced the time before with the family to develop this, to the home, the space, the kids. I've given them that time to where now they're like, hey, when you want to work on this, you have our full support. So that is a big piece that also helps with the passion, having support around you that encourage that time, you know? Yep. So those are two pieces, stability, support. Those are great because it shows, and you guys are great at just revealing a lot of being vulnerable on this podcast and showing people what it takes to pursue your passion despite life. So I want to wrap up here. We're out of time. And the experiment I want to leave people with is have awareness around passion and create a passion list, like have a list of things that you could possibly pursue. And Jay has a journal. Jay, could you share like what you put in that journal really quickly? Yeah, I mean, it's just an example. We talked about like RSVP and it's got lists for things that will help move projects forward. So it's like daily projects, weekly projects, and it's in different categories, like personal passion, things you're passionate about, and then like business or work types of things. But by scheduling in, this is something I talk about with clients is, it sounds so simple, but schedule in things that bring happiness to you. Mm -hmm. And that's a way you can kind of replace that a little bit with passion. But a lot of people just really don't do that, especially if you tend to fall into that trap of being a people pleaser, that you can find that you're not, filling up your own cup. And so that is part of what you need to do is like, what if you just RSVP spending a little bit of time on feeding, maybe building a skill set that takes your passion to the next level or allows you to share it or, or, you know, or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. but the passion planner, you can use all kinds of, I just think it's funny that that's the name of the one that I happen to (laughs) use. And it's every time I open it and I carry it around with me, I travel with it and I reflect in it. So I use it Mm -hmm. as a journal but also it's just a daily schedule of things. Oh, here's here I want to touch one other thing with it. What it has is a section of what are good things that happened this week. And mm-hmm. then on a monthly basis, it says like, what lessons you learned this month? What would make this month rated out of zero to a 10? What would make it a 10? And by me looking at that, mm-hmm. I see those things over and over again. I'm like, all right, yeah, I need to 
do more of these activities that brought me to life. And I think that's one thing that you can take from it is when I review week after week what were good things that happened, it forces me to search for good things that happened. And then I want to do more of those because I, you know. I like that. Nice. Checking your pride points like you spoke with Coach Dar. And that's a really the essence of the experiment. It's to have the awareness around the passion and then plan it, schedule it. And I love that you journal, you actively plan it in a journal and strategize it. So it's something to think about and apply in your life. And I think it goes back to that same story I shared earlier about Leslie and she spent 53 years in prison and yet still she was able to live a fulfilling life because she found so much passion projects. And we have that ability to bring so much, and it does bring well-being into our lives. So we have a lot of that potential in us. And I leave you guys with that. Thank you for joining us for the Manhood Experiment. Keep living a passion-fueled life, baby. Until next time. Boom. (laughs) Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.